for coaches by coaches. This is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sutterling. Brought to you by social media for high school athletes. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast brought to you every single week by the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athletes. Check them out online at socialstudentathletes.com and all over social media platforms at HS Social Media. We are good friends with our homies over at Dutik Brand. Check them out, dutikbrand.com for all your coaching accessory needs. Use the promo code Soccer Chat and get yourself a sweet discount by going to dutikbrand.com, dutikbrand.com, that's dutikbrand.com. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT at your checkout. Also, big shout out to our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X, soccer on social media. Make sure to check them out. as the greatest ball pump you'll ever have in your life. Nick, you've had yours for what, two weeks now? Yeah, it's gotten a lot of use already. And, and you're already, you have fallen madly in love with it. I, not only me, but the players that are on campus have also fallen madly in love. As, as well as anybody who has purchased one so far uh, has said the exact same things. And if you bought one and you, if you haven't went on Amazon to give them a star rating and review, please do so now. Nick, have you done that yet? Um, No, but I I feel bad about not doing it yet. Well, you, you should do it. Ask me that live on air because now I feel definitely bad about well, it. Well, I mean, we talk about it every week. I, I just want I know. to make common sense. I know. Well, now, not, you, now, now you can go do it. Sorry, sorry, Torx fam. That's that's my bad. So just do it. Take a screenshot of it. Post it so that way we know for sure that you did it. Okay, I can do that. I can, <laughs> I can be a part of this life. He's Nick. I'm Sean. And uh, you're still going strong. My camp life is done. I'm done for the summer. Uh, just got back from Chicago. I uh, got to hang out with our, our good friend, Gary Kerning, big friend of the show from the Gary Kerning Network uh, over at Modern Soccer Coach. You got to travel up. Uh, I was in Chicago for camp. And then on Wednesday of last week, I went to the Red Stars training session, watched. It was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed what I saw. I got my new favorite soccer player uh, while I was watching training. And then after camp happened for three days, uh, I got to go to the Red Stars game that broke the record with uh, 17,000 are over 17,000 fans in attendance for um, the Red Stars versus the North Carolina Courage and get to chat with Gary a little bit after the game as well. And I got to meet some of the players, uh, got some, got some autographs for Quinny because uh, I knew she, she would appreciate that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the week. And I, I am with that drive home that I made like starting at eight o'clock at night. And I knew I was going to be on the road for the next five hours was like the greatest like moment. Like I am done. I've been on the road for five weeks now. And now I'm going back home. Yeah, that's nuts. Like that's, I mean, I'm still, I'm not quite done with camp mode yet, but no, that is, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's super fun, but it is also definitely tiring. Yeah. And, and you like, especially like, I'm sure like for the younger coaches or like, you know, people like yourself, like single and no kids and stuff like that, it's probably a little bit easier compared to having a wife, having two kids, like being that gone that long from them is just like insane. Oh, no, I definitely, I do not know that life yet, but <laughs> it would, yeah, it would be tough for sure to be away from, especially two kids that you're so close with. Yeah, it would be, it would, it would be difficult. I agree. So, um, you know, I, it's Nick, since you weren't at camp and everybody was talking about you all camp, like where's oh, Nick, where's Nick? A true story, true story. Everybody's like, where's <laughs> Nick? Okay. We got to get Nick. We got to get Nick. Um, so just plan on next summer, like you're doing the Chicago camp, but, uh, I was able to, to get a couple of recordings, uh, and I, I wanted to get you involved in this. And, um, I, 
your homie and I from Wisconsin squashed our beef and she didn't know that there was beef because she thought I was saying that we were we were like best friends or whatever. I'm like, no, like there's beef because uh, you invited me to your camp two years ago and never invited me uh, formally. Um, so I, I caught up with uh, with Marissa on uh, on our on our last day of camp. So we're in the middle of a training session and I'm going to come up on Soccer Chat alum, Marissa Kresge. Marissa, how has camp been so far for you? It's been absolutely awesome. What's been your favorite part? Coaching the sessions with the players. They've had great energy. You've had a spectacular energy, I might add. <laughs> I love camp. It's hot outside. We're playing soccer. What could be better in life? Could that be your new t-shirt? I love camp. I would buy them in a heartbeat. Can you I would? sell them? I think yeah. you should. I think I would. I think we can make some money. So Business um, deal? I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. So isn't this amazing that after our, our uh, year-long Twitter beef... Um, from your last appearance on the show, um, we're now Beffers. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's what that word was when you tweeted it. I thought you said like you had a beef with me. I didn't know what that meant. No, yes, beef. Yes, we had beef. Oh, okay. So you did tweet beef because I was confused. Yes. Oh, okay. Beffers. And then you said Beffers is B F F. Capital oh, B F F. Okay. Apostrophe E R S. I'm not good with the slang. Yeah, obviously. DJ I'm so Khaled. glad we're D D J Khaled. <laughs> Colin Khaled. He's awesome. Favorite song. <laughs> All we do is win, 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 win no, no matter, matter what. what. Yeah. Um, so you're excited to uh, to get things going today? I can't wait. It's been awesome. You know what? These these guys are attacking, going to goal. They're pretty coachable. Had some fun. Some of them give me some blank stares and look at me like I'm crazy. But you know what? It's all a part of camp, and it's awesome. Marissa Kresge. They're just... You, you need to see her at youth camp up in Wisconsin. It's a whole new level. She can she brings the energy. She she is all about it. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that for sure. It was really funny. Uh, the tweet that I had posted uh, of the first day of camp of her and I uh, doing a selfie was honestly like, we I just like walk. I saw her from a distance and we kind of caught eye and it was just like, all right, I'm going over there. And so I went over there. And we just took a picture. And she's like, so this is how we start off the conversation. I was like, yes, uh, I'm announcing like there's no there's no beef. Um, but I, I knew I wanted to get her on the show because I thought that you would appreciate that. Oh, Marissa is one of my besties. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're you're also my besties. So I'm glad that my besties are now besties. <laughs> it, 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 it could be a scary thing. How uh, how 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 besties all uh, you have. And I felt you were, like all you were your besties. Out like you were hanging out with like all my best friends, like, like during the, like, I, like I, I, when you were sending, you guys were all sending me pictures, you were just consistently adding like another one of my favorite people. Like you added, you yep. were Marissa to start and then you added my favorite Shannon and then you added the OG, my other favorite Don Crow. I mean, it was like, I, I was, I was definitely feeling some FOMO um watching all those pictures uh, from the like i said you were a, you were a hot topic at camp <laughs> well you had all my good friends there so I, there, yes there you go and and there was some hilarity uh that happened uh at camp and i i had to i had to go to the sources and uh a, a friend of mine who coaches who i want to get on the show so bad because he's got such a great story had an amazing like off the dome joke about our good friend Joe Sager 
and they were kind of going back and forth and I was just like, I'm recording this. And they were like, we don't care. Uh, and I was like, as long as you say this joke about Joe again, like this is going to be perfect. So I, I, I present to you, Nick, probably the greatest minute and 56 seconds in soccer chat history. I was going to come in and snuggle so, you and you so day two is already off to a rousing start. Let's, let's get into this. So you select a roommate, right? And you think that you are getting a responsible person. <laughs> so I, I, I get Joe from Lawrence University, the St. Louis University to the north. and uh, we're, Big we're, friend of the show he is. Yeah, big, <laughs> He's yeah. a big friend of the show. He even co-hosted once. Exactly. So a 30-year-old man can't figure out how to set his own alarm and passes the blame onto others. Onto others. It's Joe's, just, Joe's now walked away and is uh, trash talking you. I think it's a now. bit disappointing. It's a bit disappointing. I'm not going to lie. You know, you, you have people that you, from reputation, you elevate. Yeah. And then you get to know them and you're like, oh, oh, that's why. That's are, you why. Also, are, you, are you also describing me in that? <laughs> I, feel like just, I feel like there's a subtle hint I, there. I feel like I've been let down. I feel like <laughs> I was sold promises to these universities. And now, you know, it's just not what it's. Uh, I bet I bet Joe makes up for it tonight for you. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was all we all missed the line. I had to get the phone out because we missed the part about that this morning. Chris he, stumbles, all, he stumbles in the bathroom while I'm shaving, uh, just down to his skivvies. Um, and uh, he, he's, a, he's a pasty European. <laughs> I have not seen that much white meat since Thanksgiving. <laughs> Joe, do you have any... Uh, have a rebuttal. You never are speechless. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> I can't believe someone who's developed about education, friendship, compassion, the, the values that SLU's program is built upon. I heard him on a recruiting call last night about being a father and caring about people and just walked out and leave his friend, roommate. There could have been a fire, a carbon monoxide leak, and just left me to die slowly, painfully, not even worried. As long as I'm okay, Chris Allen will start calling him in the field. <laughs> And those two went on the rest of the day, just like going back and forth. <laughs> and it was absolutely incredible. That's awesome. And there's uh, there, there, there's more quotes, but I'm, I'm going to save those for, uh, I'm trying to get uh, a storage for like for camp stories. Um, but yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe, we, we, um, your buddy, Connor McKee, uh, another, great Roy, guy. another great guy. Absolutely. Uh, still waiting for that gear from him. Um, we uh we were we were chatting and him and Joe were coaching a team together, and we were like, "Where's Joe?" And he's like, "I don't know." Like he's like, "I tried calling his phone, I tried texting him," and I said, like, "Well, I'll, I'll, let me give him a call." So I, I give him a call. He doesn't pick up. I send him a text message. He doesn't respond. And Ian Wilson was like, "If you were Joe Sager, where would you be right now?" This is you know seven forty five in the morning on a on a Friday, and uh, we were like. Um, where would you be? And Connor goes, my biggest fear is that my assistant coach, Joe Sager is in a Denny's parking lot in Kansas. <laughs> and <laughs> we all lost our minds. So when Joe, uh, arrived, I was like, Joe, were you at a Denny's parking lot in Kansas? And he was like, mate, no, I, I maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it was. He's like, my alarm didn't go off. Uh, and that's when Chris brought up the moment of like, he's like, you came into the bathroom while I was shaving and, and then led into the line about, uh, he hadn't seen that much white V66 giving. So, um, Chris Allen from St. Louis, uh, I, we, we have to get him on the show. He's got such a great story, high school teacher, high school coach. That's all he wanted to do. Um, 
had a coach come out and watch one of his players, thought his session was awesome, asked him if he wanted to be a college coach. And he's like, ah, I don't know. This is kind of like what I want to do. Uh, and then, you know, the coach just kept coming back to practices and he just kept saying like, okay, now you don't have the option. You're going to do this. And he was like, all right, sure. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was funny. I actually, me and Chris hung out. Like I was down at a random high school game probably in May and like I was out of the corner of my, it was a big, pretty big stadium to be honest. And I saw Chris and we just kind of ended up hanging out and talking the rest of the time. And so no, Chris is an awesome guy. Like really, really good people. And uh, let, let's, let's, let's go kind of like we did a couple weeks ago. Um, let, let's, let's let this interview close us out. So what, uh, what do you have for everybody uh, for this interview we've got coming up for everybody? I mean, it's, it's an interview where again, I, I think people will be really excited to listen to this just because I don't know how many interviews she's given like in like this type of setting before. And she was just incredible to talk to. Just so incredible to talk to. I think she's, I, I hope she keeps coaching. Like that's like with this, I hope she coaches every young female athlete that's going forward because with her experience, her attitude, everything, everyone will be lucky to have her as a coach. And so that's kind of my, my thing. You need, you need to listen to this. So you send your daughters to whatever program she is coaching at going forward. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Illustrious guests. Uh, one thing I love about when we have people on, maybe we just met um, or somebody that, that we don't really know that we get to have on the show is doing that research. And I know this is me talking about actually doing research for once in the show. Um, but uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, as documented, uh, I, I was in Atlanta for a camp and I got to work with an amazing coach uh, who's starting the coaching journey, not really starting the coaching journey, but really kind of going head first into it uh, after a great playing career. And I'm kicking myself in the rear end for not interviewing her uh, on the show before we did the, the soccer chat 100, uh, because if she was on the team, um, it's an absolute no brainer. Um, but it was one of those to where, I enjoy people talking to them and much like the show where it's all about realizing that everybody's just natural people like Nick and myself and just talking to our guests. I, I would have never have thought of the illustrious career that, <laughs> um, that was to be in front of me when I pull up a Wikipedia page and pull up a resume, but we have with us the new graduate assistant of Auburn university, Maya Hayes, Maya, what's good. 
Thank you for having me. What? What a wow! What an introduction. I mean, I can I can make it more. I can make it more like detailed. If you need me to. No, I well. Nah. No, you're good. You're good. That was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was some, that was some good stuff. I feel like you practiced that, rehearsed that in the mirror a couple times. Nope. Off the dome. Nope. <laughs> there is no scripts, no practicing over on this uh, thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so Maya is, is, is my, new, my, uh, my new homie uh, <laughs> added to the BTE staff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what it is. Um, <laughs> and we got to coach together down in Atlanta for uh, Exact Sports. It was a great time. I always um, – Whenever we get our, our coaching assignments, for exact, I always like I'd love to see like who I get to work with, mm-hmm. and uh, not a lot recently have I got have I worked with people that I didn't know beforehand, mm-hmm. and so when I saw that I was with you, I was like I have no clue who this is, <laughs> and so like most of the time like most people would probably like do research and like figure out who they're coaching with, but me I'm just like all right, y'all go on the exact page, see what school you're from, I'm like oh I was like all right Albert cool like what up yeah. SEC right. let's go. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I just like let it like all natural. And there was just like, you were so dope and just super cool. I was just like, the pairings of the coaching staffs could not have fit better than what we had. Agreed. I think we definitely had the best, best, best matchup for sure. Even though she hates my New Jersey accent. (laughs) That's because it's just not my New Jersey accent, but I also recognize that like, I don't sound like I'm from New Jersey whatsoever. So that's also part of it. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, I would not know. have guessed you're from New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. So it's because she doesn't that. say jazzy. Yeah, well, no, that's like Staten Island. There's no jazzy. <laughs> you sound like you're from Staten Island. <laughs> Strong Island. I, 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 I kept telling her all weekend late. I was like, Strong Island over there, and she's like, No, no, not at all, not at all. Not, we're <laughs> not there. We're not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about soccer chat is uh, for for coaches to network and all these things and to know. Uh, who you are, the coach now, we've kind of got to know where you've been and what you've done. So this is, we always call this like, this is the bragging rights time. This is the time mm. where uh, you get to, you get to put some shine on yourself and, and, mm. and really put yourself over. This uh, is some what I'm not will, good at. <laughs> some people will, will I, I'm sure Nick and myself will help you we out. We can do that. <laughs> um, this is where some people will brag about their U8 days. Some people will mm. brag about their high school days. Nice. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say, you will have to brag about your college days uh, and even into the pro career as mm. well. Um, so, you know, tell everyone, if somebody was to ask you, Maya, tell me about you as a soccer coach and a player. How did you get to where you are now? <laughs> what would you say? Um, I'd say it started, I guess, to be completely honest, I, I, was, I just asked this question kind of yesterday. What was my favorite sport growing up? And I say soccer. Um, basketball was honestly my most natural sport. But soccer was the sport that I actually had to learn and put effort in. And I definitely have attributes that made me a good, a better player um, and obviously helped me to succeed. But it was really soccer that kind of um, because it was harder and because I had to actually think about it was what, what actually made me, um, I think, fall in love with it more. And so it wasn't until uh, I want to say my right after my freshman year of high school, I honestly didn't know. Like I'd been playing club and I was playing for a really good club team, but I didn't know where soccer could really take me if I'm being completely honest. Like I didn't know I wasn't exactly, um, I guess, well versed in um, soccer could take me to college and pros and all that stuff. It was really just what was in front of me at that moment. Um, and so what happened was freshman year, right after freshman year, we're playing out in California for surf cup. 
And right when we got home, my best friend and I at the same time get a phone call from the U15 national team. Didn't even know the U15 national team existed, if I'm being completely honest. With you. <laughs> um, and literally, it was like a, they were having a training camp two weeks later, something like that. And it was like the first national team uh, camp that we had ever been invited into. And it was awesome to go through that with your like childhood best friend, um, who I'm still best friends with. So that's kind of where it all started, if I'm being completely honest, and realizing, wow, this is like a really big deal. Um, what a startup moment to realize, like, hey, this is like going to play for the national team was like yes. a wake up moment. And like part of that camp was like we got to go into the full team's locker room and like walk around. And I still remember, um, ironically, after now getting to play with her at Sky Blue, like um, Natasha Kai was my favorite player at the time. And they had like her cleats were sitting there. And I remember t- taking a picture of her cleats and like just stuff like that, like and just not even realizing the magnitude of like what I was actually experiencing at that moment. Um, so then fast forward, I decided to go to Penn State for college, um, and I had always said, and I, to this day, it's uh, still true. I was cho- I chose Penn State because it was at the time it was a, it was a good program. Um, it was definitely a good program with a, a rich history in the Big Ten, um, but it was one of those things of like I wanted to make, help make a program great. Um, and it's, I was just saying this to one of my former teammates and one of my really good friends, um, who's also in the coaching game now. And I, we were just, I was just there a few weeks ago and I was like, it's awesome to be able to look back and like see where Penn state is now. And to actually be able to say like, we helped that, like we accomplished that goal, um, of putting Penn state like on the national scale. Um, and so while I was at Penn state, um, it kind of, uh, you were just talking about your player. <laughs> um, it kind of, for me was kind of similar to what you were talking about with him. I didn't have a sophomore slump whatsoever. Um, my freshman year, I scored five goals. My sophomore year, I scored 31. And Led the nation. <laughs> led the, humble brag. Doesn't even say, like, I led the nation. It was just, yeah, I, like I was goals. number one. Like, no big deal. <laughs> no one in yeah. the country scored more goals than me. Yeah. 31, homies. Yeah. Out of so here. That, so that happened. And uh, um, prior to that, my freshman year, Right, going into my freshman year, I actually was fortunate enough to make a World Cup team. I went to the 2010 U20 World Cup in Germany. Fortunately, lost. Um, we lost in the quarterfinals that year. So then, kind of had this breakout year, my sophomore year, um, and ended up going through the 20 cycle again because I was one of the younger ones in that first cycle. Um, we go to the following year in 2012. We go to the U20 World Cup in Japan, and we win. Um, she may then, have scored a few goals in, the, in, that, <laughs> in that run too. She may yes. have had a few goals in that run. I may or may not have had a hat trick in her first game. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, so that ended up winning, which is still to this day. How so, are you so, so awesome? About this? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just, I think, I think it's honestly, it's from my parents. Like they never really hyped it up, and like the environment that I grew up in. It was, it was just normal. It's just if I scored a hat trick in the World Cup, that would be the first thing in my Twitter bio. <laughs> I wouldn't hear. I don't know if I'd hear from Sean again. Like, oh god, he's actually he just get it actually tattooed across his forehead. Yeah, so everybody knew. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I would, no tattoos on this body, but that would happen. <laughs> that would be the tattoo. That would be it. Yeah. I feel like if if like especially like being like the the New York New New Jersey type persona, like you are completely opposite. Like I feel like most people like. Yeah. Most like, let's go Yankees. <laughs> People would be like, "Oh, you know about me, Patrick, yeah. in my first World Cup game, huh? Like, what? Talk about me, son. Like, let's go. Like, 
how yeah. like how like calm you are about it. Like just like think, yeah, I, we won the World Cup. I think not that I banged a ton of goals. That's why we won. But I really think it stems from like my parents and my upbringing because it was it was totally it was never something that um, I was forced to do. It was something. It was much more along the lines of, "Hey, if you're going to do this, if you're going to commit to it, then see this commitment through." But it was never something you have to do this. And my parents are sports people, and like, and I say that very generally, but they weren't soccer people, so it was never something of like you have to do this and it was never my identifier i guess and not from them like um which i unfortunately is not the case in a lot of youth upbringings today um and so i think because of that um they were much more keen on my education and where that was going to take me and what i was going to do with that and so because they never identified me or made that such a i guess a big deal I didn't really make it a big deal. Um, and so, ironically, scoring those 31 goals that year, like, I don't think I ever really realized the magnitude of it until the people around me um, in the soccer world started making a big deal about it. Because to me, it was just, like, I was upset my freshman year when I only scored five goals. Because, like, this is not what I, like, I do better than this. Like, I knew that. Um, and so then my sophomore year, and it was just what I was used to. And I was like, oh, I'm finally back. Like, I'm good. Like, I didn't think of it as... I'm doing this like huge thing or like it's this huge feat, like never was in my line of sight that way. Um, which is probably why I was able to do that. Cause I feel like as soon as you're really aware of what you're doing, it kind of, you put the pressure on yourself. Um, Let, let's put this in perspective, Nick. <laughs> Maya appeared in 89 games at Penn State. Okay. 71 goals. <laughs> okay. I'm, so- not a, I'm not a mathematician, but that's almost like a goal a game. If we reverse those, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those were my college stats. So you like, had 71 appearances and 89 goals? No, I probably had that amount of appearances, but like if you subtracted it the opposite direction. Oh, if you 17 so goals, she not only 71. didn't score in how many games? I don't have it in front of me. Like so she only didn't score in 17 games. I probably only scored 17 of 89. <laughs> like if you switch them, we're pretty much mine. We're pretty much the same person. If you just or like, like just switch, exactly the same. It's pretty much the same person. If you just switch them up. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So <laughs> if you like look at it like upside down and backwards, it's like the same. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, it. Got it. Got it. Like, simple math. Simple math. So when, when it comes to your club career, I love your Wikipedia page. And anytime that we have people on who have a Wikipedia page. I don't page, even just, know what it says. It just it, it just makes us laugh. Um, when, when people we interview were like, you have a Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> if you haven't looked at it, like I would totally suggest you go check it out. Um, but it says for your club career, and I don't, really don't know if it gets any better than this. Hayes was selected by Sky Blue FC in the first round, sixth overall pick, humble brag. Uh, of the 2014 NWSL college draft. A few weeks later, the team signed her. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> doesn't say, awesome. you know, 74 appearances. doesn't say banged goals. Like, yeah. No, That's just awesome. like she was drafted. Oh, yeah, they signed her later on. Yeah, that's awesome. No. Yeah. You might have to go in and edit that. Yeah. What'd you say? You might have to go in and edit that. You yeah, I've been told that own. I need to. I need, I've been told multiple times that I need to go edit things on my page. Yeah, you can't. Um, though. You uh, you can't edit your own page. You have to like have other people edit it. That's the dumb well, thing about Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. Well, I'm sure if you ask Nick, Nick will take care of this for you. Okay, okay good. We good can make it work. After this interview, we will make this. We will make this. <laughs> Perfect. Um, 
But we'll make sure she sees it before you before you update it. I will. I will get your approval. I will get you. Okay. Okay. International uh, international career. We're going to add to it. Was on the soccer chat. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. But uh, no, one of the things I was kind of curious about. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Was kind of you talked about the influence of your parents and what was their influence like with you growing up? Like not only with your playing, but like with your academic background, stuff like that. Like, were they like kind of your main inspiration to continue doing what you're doing and continue your professional career going on? Or was it something else? Um, so it was more, so honestly, this is verbatim. My parents were very keen on, they, they were more aware. I think of the fact that soccer could take me places in an educational way, in an educational manner. Um, and so my, I remember my dad always saying, um, if the University of We Suck is offering a, a full ride, you are going. <laughs> I love that. So it was, it was much more about obviously being able to take advantage of those types of resources, and at the end of the day, getting that education. Um, on my mom's side, I'm the first person to graduate from college, um, and I will be the first person to obviously have a master's as well. Um, so education has always been their driving force, um, and so that had kind of led me, um, to obviously graduating. Um, and then I played professionally for four years and I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to do a graduate assistant position, knowing that I was like, if, if I could get my master's paid for, why, why would I not try and take advantage of that? Um, and to do it at such a prestigious university as well, um, in Auburn, obviously. Um, and so that was always kind of part of the plan in terms of think in the thinking that I knew, getting a master's could just up me that much more, um, from a resume perspective. And, um, I knew that if I waited any longer, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so I was kind of trying to take, taking advantage of the time frame that I had. And, um, at the end of the day, knowing that it would help me, I would be better off for it. Even if my background will be in coaching, um, that, it, that would help me. Yeah. Um, so all, all of that kind of combined. I mean, that is an interesting, like, I don't know how many people I, like, how many people I've ever read about that. Like, because I, I was reading an article when it happened about, like, you leaving Sky Blue to pursue your master. I don't know how many people have left a professional career because they know they knew they wanted to pursue education. Like, I don't yeah. know how many people could make that choice. Like, what yeah. was your, like, what, I mean, I'm sure it was hard, but like, what were the yes. difficult parts about that decision for you? Um, honestly, the, probably the hardest part was leaving my teammates. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, the teammates, the people that I was able to play with at Sky Blue, um, made that experience for me and made my professional experience for me. So, um, not trying, having to make the decision to no longer, uh, compete with them and go through every single thing with them on a daily basis. That was probably the hardest part of that decision. Um, and, but it was one of those things that, everything's about timing. Right. And I kind of got to a point where, um, things that didn't necessarily ever really matter to me prior, um, just obviously being in the soccer world, you miss a lot of things, you miss a lot of events, you, whatever. And it's kind of comes with the territory. Um, and I found myself envying people, um, that had the freedom to do those things a little bit more than I used to. So it, was, it wasn't just the fact of like knowing that I wanted to go to grad school. It was also little indicators that I would, I had that maybe I need a little bit of a break from this and want to just do something slightly different. Um, and then at the end of the day, like I said, I, I knew that I wanted to do graduate assistant position first and most people kind of 
scratch their heads and say, why, if you can just go into a, a straight, straight full-time assistant position. Um, and like I said earlier, it was because I knew that if I didn't do it wholeheartedly, fully and focused on getting that master's, it would probably wasn't going to happen. Um, and so it was always in the back of my mind that the longer I play, well, then that's another two or so years um, before that I'm, I'm before I'm going into an actual career. Um, and so that kind of started to weigh on me a little bit more so than it had prior as well. Um, so it's kind of all of those things, of course, with a bunch of other things that went into it. But um, and, and I've actually never officially retired simply because I just never know. And I will always say that because especially in the women's game, you see it all the time of people taking a, a break for however many years. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's two years, sometimes it's five years. Um, and they somehow make a comeback. So I, I purposefully have not officially retired because I know I'm taking this time right now to get that education piece sorted. Um, and then who knows after that. Wasn't Jimmy Williams his seven years? What'd you say? Um, Nick, whenever we interviewed Jimmy Williams, didn't she say hers was seven years? Yeah, hers was a while. Yeah. And then Aaron Redwines was almost the same too. So yeah, no. I mean, and honestly, I like I know we're hopping around a little bit here, but like kind of one of the things I want to go back to was like, how was it like for you getting to Penn State, like your first years coming into a program that is like was in a good spot when you went there, but like you said, you kind of wanted to continue to build it and grow with it. What was it like to to go to a program with that level of competition that they're expected to be in final fours every single year. Right. Um, I think, so I think we set our own expectation, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't think that there was too much outside noise that impacted that expectation level. And I think it's probably different now. Um, But when I first got there, it was more so the Big Ten was the expectation. We were expected to always win the Big Ten. And that was our own expectation and the pressure that was put upon us, obviously, based off of just our history. Um, and so in terms of from a national level, from a national scale, it was more so the level um, of expectation that we put on ourselves. And so I, I like I remember my freshman year, we went from like scraping our way through winning the big 10, um, not even talking about the, the NCAA tournament, like winning the big 10. We won the big 10 that year with 13 seconds left on the clock against Michigan. Um, and I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life. And then the following year we made it to the sweet 16. And, and I think that was kind of like the turning point that that year that we made it to the sweet 16, my sophomore year, that is when things started to change the following year. We made it to the national championship my senior year, not as far, but after that, we, we kind of, we started to have that expectation level of this is okay. This is where our bar actually is. Um, and I think that's when, once we made it to the national championship for sure, I'd say that's when there was more outside noise and outside expectation level. But up until that point, we were fortunate enough to kind of create our own history and create our own legacy and, um, put on paper what we wanted to do and what we wanted to make out of it. And I think that was all the doing of the coaching staff in terms of Erica Walsh, um, now Dombach, uh, and Cook. At the time, it was Michael Cole that was the assistant, um, and Tim Wassel. Um, Between those four coaches, I mean, they cultivated that culture um, and pressed upon us that belief and that that standard, which has so heavily um, gotten them to where they are today um, and will continue to push that program 
Um, but yeah, like I said, we were fortunate enough to be able to kind of create that own expectation level and standard um, early on and then have now just obviously been able to follow through with it year to year. When you see the, like the teams like after, cause they, was it 2015 that they won it? Yeah. Like, would you like see that and like kind of feel proud, like uh, of a team after you, like, even though you didn't necessarily get to be like a part of the actual, like, nah, she's like, no, nah, that should have been me, son. No, <laughs> honestly, absolutely. I was so, I was so proud. I honestly, God was dog sitting for my assistant coach. And I was in her living room screaming at the TV. Cause I think they scored and they still had like, 10 15 minutes left to go in the game and i'm screaming at the tv and like i'm jumping up and down and i'm going crazy and that final whistle goes and i literally had tears in my eyes for them so like i absolutely am so proud of them and and for me and here's what it, and this is where like i guess like my coaching hat comes on um but so after the semi so when we, when we went to the national championship we played florida state in the semifinal and north carolina in the final um after that semifinal like we were head over heels right like we couldn't believe it and everybody went all over the place and fit people with families and whatever whatever and just trying to enjoy it and soak it up as much as we can um and we obviously ended up losing to north carolina in the national championship and so uh, so that was 2012 three years later to see those players that coaching staff the way they handled i forget who they played in the semifinal um but they handle it with such, and not to say that we didn't handle it with class, but if you watch the way that we celebrated, we celebrated that win against Florida State in the semifinal. Like, we just won a national championship. Like, that was our national championship. So by the time we got to the national championship, we were gassed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so to see them know it, and so to, just three years later, to see them flip the switch in such a quick way and see them learn from our just everything um everything about that experience and so when they win in the semifinal you see them walk onto the field you just see them shake hands there's no celebrating there's no screaming and running onto the field like they just won a national championship they handled it with class and composure just like any other game and the preparation going into that game was exactly the same um and so it was just awesome to see from a coaching staff like we always talk about players learning and and upping their standard and changing their expectations and all these things. Um, but it was cool to see a coaching staff do the same. You don't talk about a coaching staff doing that. Um, so it was cool to see them learn from that experience and them grow from that experience um, and, and make changes and, and be better in that moment for the players. Um, and honestly, it was just like kind of, kind of another inkling to me, like, yeah, like this, this profession is awesome. Like you can still grow as a coach. Like it's not, it's not, you know, everything and it's, it's done. Like there are very clear changes that can be made that have very real um, results. And it was really awesome to see that. that, that no, that, that's really cool. And Sean, actually in the, I was looking up as this was going, the uh, all tournament team for the 2012 uh, College Cup. We've actually interviewed two people from it. Can you guess the other one? From 2012? 2012 all tournament team. We have, we have our girl Maya here as one of them. And then there's another person we have interviewed that was on the all tournament team that year. 2012. I'm trying to think who like went to school during <laughs> that time. Was it Manya? Manya or um, Marissa? Neither. Neither. Um, we met, we met them in Chicago. So you're kind of on the same boat. Oh, Tiffany. Nope. She's old. She's she went to Penn State. She's old. I was gonna say, I thought Tiffany was my yeah. Tiffany's my age. Yeah, we met what in school? Chicago. 
It's at North Carolina. There's a lot of names that could come up with that. I just don't know. Goalkeeper. Oh, I know this. We've had her on the show. You you guessed the up. You guessed her. You guessed her bestie. Oh, Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at it. What's going? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide sneakily is is that's not even a word. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Low key. Low key, younger than what you than what you think. Yes, correct. That's why I I, I didn't go that route. Mm, fair enough. So I, I was just as you guys were kind of stumbling uh, going over uh, this Penn State deal. I was looking at some of the cats that were on your teams in the uh, World Cups and in the uh, Concacaf <laughs> squads. Yeah. And um, so can, let's discuss this. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, you played with um, Nick's favorite person, person Sam Mewis. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Oh, he is my absolute favorite. I, that, I, it, and in my defense, I've been on this hype train way before the World Cup. So, like, now that everyone's on the Sam Mewis hype train, I'm like, you guys, you're a little late to the party. I'll give him yeah. that. I'll give yeah. him that credit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. You played with uh, Sydney Larue Dwyer, yes. baller. Uh, Casey Short. I just saw her play last weekend, actually. Oh yeah. And if oh, yeah. I how, was that, how was that game? It was it was pretty cool. I was. Was uh, that the game that was packed? Yeah, yeah. seventeen thousand. Awesome. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Had I known you two play together, I totally would have said something. <laughs> you played Morgan Bryan, right? I yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal Dunn. Uh, your goalkeeper was goalkeeper of the tournament. Yep. Or won the the best goalkeeper award. Um, what I really wanted to ask was. You know, kind of going through and looking at the results of those, and and seeing um, the teams that uh, you know have have because the big talk this year in the World Cup was how much better teams have gotten because right. they're they're pumping money into the, the the women's side of the games. And when you look at um, the English team that finished last in their uh, group, right. um, and and to look at those players who are still playing on on the women's team now, like. You know, Lucy Bronze is on this team that that was in the same uh, tournament as you, and now Lucy Bronze is like one of the best players in the world. Like, right. were there players that you played against and those that you just in your mind, or maybe somebody that you saw in a different uh, game that you were like, this person's going to kill it in like eight years? Yeah. So there's two specific players that come to mind, and their names are escaping me. But I swear, if we like Googled it real quick, it would pop up. There's a player from Germany. It was, I think, Marzan, I want to say. I will pull it up real quick. And then then there was another player from... Marzan? Yeah. Instead, oh, this is an interesting name. So instead of Jennifer, take the J off and put D-Z-S. So Zinzifer, maybe? Perfect. Sure. (laughs) No idea. Marzanzan. The, sure. the Germans are going to come after me for this. Um, so, yeah. So, she was, like, lights out that tournament. Um, and then there was a player from Japan who I can't remember. But, like, we had always, we played against this girl from Japan, like, all growing up. And we just, like, knew that she was going to. And, like, so I was recently watching her in the World Cup, watching her play. And, obviously, this was kind of, like, a down year for them. And they openly said, like Japan said, like, this was a rebuilding year for them. Um but like she was playing in the tournament, and so it, it, yes, like there, yes, there are a few players that come to mind um, that I played against that, yes, have now obviously gone on to the full team level and are still crushing it. 
And you also, uh, in your CONCACAF squad, had some, some ballers out there. Oh, yeah. Lindsay Oran, who like kind of made her way into the world scene at this yep. World Cup. Yep. When, when you watch these players, so like, I have a friend who was in national pool many, 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 many years ago. Mm-hmm. And when we watch these games, uh, before this like, new group of young kids have come in, but like when it was the Dempsey's and the Donovan's, like all these guys that he grew up playing with, it's always funny to like watch and be like, oh, Oh, like I was in there. Like, what happened to me? What happened yeah. to me? When we all know the answer, you start partying too much. Um, <laughs> do you ever? And I'm sure, like, it's, it's got to be different for you to where you're watching it and you remember playing with these girls, and you're just like, man, like this is so cool. Like this opportunity that they're getting. So when you right. see someone who's young, like a, a Lindsay Horan, or you see, um, you know, just like these these players who like just really up their game from the time that you played with them. Right. Uh, you know what's what's that like for you it's awesome honestly because it's 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 cool because like everybody obviously sees these players and know these like kind of like you were saying like knows these players now um but it's cool to like know where their journey started and the decisions that they made to get to where they are today and to just see um all of those hard and tough decisions that they made at a young age um see them reap the benefits of it now um, and see all those dreams and aspirations come to fruition. Um, It's it's awesome. Like Lindsay, for example, um, was with our U20 team all the way up until pretty much right before we were about to um, go to Japan for, because the world cup was in Japan that year. And we were going to Japan for like a kind of like a world, like a kind of tune up. Um, And it was pretty much the choosing between um, in that moment, she ended up having like something going on with her knee a little bit. Um, And it wasn't something big, but it was something that if she were, if she was going to pursue going overseas, she had to have get, she had to have surgery on it. So it was pretty much choosing between playing for the twenties or getting this fixed up in her knee and obviously then continuing on to going overseas and playing and all, all that she ended up doing. Um, and it's just so funny because you, you're in that room and you hear her struggle. Um, and obviously she's told her story multiple times now, and I'm sure there's been plenty of struggle even since that moment. But just to see that very first moment and um, that very first decision that she's made. And obviously it was such a very, it was such a um, taboo decision at the time. Nobody made the decision not to go to college um, and, to, and to skip that experience to go play pro uh, in a different country <laughs> by herself. Yeah. Um, nobody made that decision. And so to see how that has benefited her, and obviously there's been huge um, leaps and bounds that have gone on, but it's, it, like you said, like, it's just, you just have a different, you have different insight. And I can say that for like so many players, just, you have, just, you know, their path, you've, you walked that path with them for so many days and whatever. And um, to see where they are now, it's awesome. Like, it's really cool. Um, it's really, really cool. So, yes, I do appreciate and can and generally, genuinely say, like, so proud of, like, all the girls that made it to that tournament, made it to that team, and um, have now, have, are now able to say, like, they were crowned World Cup champions because that's, that's awesome. Is there, is there anyone that, like, is on the team now that you may have played with and you're like, how did they get there? But, like, in a good way, like, when we played, like, they were ahead, but, like, they really, like, improved. No. Honestly, no. Um no, because they all had their bits and pieces of like greatness that you knew if it could be honed in at the right moment or if if they could just get their one shot and their one chance, like 
you know what I mean? Um, no, like I genuinely wouldn't say anybody. Because um, everybody has. Like, we're not. We're not trying to get tea or anything, but just like somebody that kind of like. No, no, no. I know. I know. Like, but like, no, because everybody. Like, for example, um, like okay, let's talk about Sam Mewis. Like Sam, for example, I played. I went through two World Cups with Sam. I met Sam when I went to that very first national team camp when I was U fifteen. So I've known her since I was fifteen years old, um, and. Again, both of those World Cups, leading up to those World Cups, Sam was always in the starting lineup, always. And for whatever reason, like, things would pop up right before the World Cup. And and when I say things, I mean, like, whether it was just burnout, whether it was just whatever it was, um, and she would end up coming off the bench for us. But you always knew Sam was, like, that player. Like, she she had the capability of being that player. Um, And so just kind of, like, where we are now, just wait, like, finding a system that works for her, finding a – a belief in herself and a confidence in herself um, and seeing her kind of hone in on her own craft um, and fully just take hold of everything that she could have, she could have and is and could have been and always has been. Um, it's, it's awesome to watch. So that's why I genuinely say like, there is no player that like comes to mind. I'm like, how did they get that? Like, no, I don't have that. Do you credit uh, being a younger person uh, in your birth year of why you lead the most caps of a U20 national team player? Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was even a thing. I, I'm learning a lot this week. I also learned this past week from an Instagram post that I'm the third all-time leading goal scorer at Penn State. I didn't know I that. actually – I saw it on uh, Tiffany's uh, – Yeah, that's where I saw it too. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't actually know <laughs> um, until that post. In my, you're, said, you're way too low key. I said that to my, I was, well, I was working Penn State at the time. I was working their camp at the time and I said it to my assistant coach, Ann, and she goes, somehow that just doesn't surprise me that you didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, I don't, I didn't know. I genuinely did not know. Um, but yeah. You're, um, you're eighth in scoring for you 20 players of the U.S. Yeah, I didn't see. I don't know any of this. <laughs> I don't, who do, I don't, who do you think are the only who do you think are the people who are in front of you? The, the front seven for goals uh, for U twenties. Uh, well, I'd say Sid. That's one. Um, there's a four way tie for a second. So if they, if they, if they all want to have done their thing, I keep probably be a lot higher up. Uh, so you got Sydney. Yeah. Um, is it like younger than me? Because if it's younger than me, I'm not gonna get no. it. No, they're all older than me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, except for one, but you played with her. Oh, okay. Goodness gracious. Okay. Sid, uh, Abby. Nope. Um. I'm waiting for you to start cheating. Like, get your laptop out and see this. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I don't even have my laptop. That's why I can't cheat. Nick, do you think uh, you know who it is? Uh, I could guess two. I think. Because okay, I remember, I remember watching it back in the day. Uh, Haran's got to be up there, right? Lindsay's number two. She's tied for a second. I remember this one from a while back, and this might be the only one I get because she's my actual other second favorite player. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, I know, scored a bunch of the U twice. She is tied for second as well. I was gonna say Kelly. That was my other one. Um, Christian Press. Nope. Really? She's not even in the top ten. What? Yeah. Um, Tobin. Nope. Uh, is Amy Rodriguez up there? She's actually behind Maya. No. Two spots behind Maya. Well, congrats, Maya. Amy's too. You got five more U20 goals. Jeez. 
than oh. Amy Amy Rodriguez. Okay, look at that. Oh, Riley, <laughs> Heather is just right above by two. Okay. I, I have no other guesses. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I can honestly say the other of the three that are left, two of them I don't know that I know them. What are their names? So one of the three is Lindsay Tarpley. I know her. Yeah. Then in sixth place is Carrie Hanks. Oh yeah. First place is Kelly Wilson. Don't know that one. Yeah, she was. Uh, let's see, twenty. She was two thousand two. Twenty. Yes, yeah, so that was. She was. Well, she was two years older than me. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know who that is. But uh, behind Maya is Lauren Chaney with fifteen and A Rod with eleven. Oh, cool. The thing. The that. things that we learn. Learn yeah. something new every day. The more you know. And you <laughs> have four more appearances than Crystal Dunn to lead the all-time most capped U20 players. Oh, look at that. Wow. How does that make you feel? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. And like the, the top uh, the top six in that group of like most capped players are like ballers. So like, let's put, your, put yourself in this category. Number six, most time all cat U20 players, Kelly O'Hara. Five, Sam Mewis. Tie, three-way tie for a second, Sydney LaRue. Ashlyn Harris and Crystal Dunn, all with 39. And our homie, Maya Hayes, with 43. Number one. Number Seriously? one. On the Soccer Chat podcast. We're kind of a big deal. Wow. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that. All right. Your career is going to skyrocket. After being on the show. <laughs> Look at that. Thank you guys for putting me on the map. But uh, one thing I want to get into is, like, what like with the coaching part because obviously a lot of the stuff that we do is revolved around the coaching like stuff with the podcast what are you most excited for or nervous about for this upcoming season with Auburn uh most excited for just to get back at it honestly um it's so like last fall when I first started like it was so fun to just be in the college game again and like obviously being out of it for what, four years, you kind of forget just what it's like um, and what that day to day is like. And that grind is like, and as a player, you sometimes hate it, but um, you learn to appreciate it. And so it just getting back at it, honestly, um, and just being in the environment again and get going and yeah, just game days and game nights and those, especially those Friday night games when you're under the lights and you got a fan, you got a crowd out there. Um, yeah, like even as a coach, like that environment is awesome. <laughs> um, what was what was the transition like last summer to like when did you start? Did you start like last summer or was it like, like oh, right before? in time for preseason? Oh wow! So yeah. there, there was trial by fire. Yeah, 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 definitely. It was definitely learn on the go. <laughs> um, but luckily, luckily the other graduate assistant because we have two. The other graduate assistant had been there for the most of the summer, so that she kind of had the she had the a hold on things already and could kind of walk me through. So it wasn't like we were both blind leading the blind. <laughs> um, so we, we had a little bit of guidance there, but uh, yeah, it was definitely learned on the go, but it was good. I mean, it was, it was pretty seamless to be fair. What was your favorite part about your first season doing it back? Um, Favorite part. Mm. Besides working exactly with me. Obviously. Um, I think the, just like anything else, like meeting new people, like the whole point of this show, right? Like, like being back in a soccer environment and, and getting to just sit in a room and talk soccer with people and meet new people and listen to new ideas and 
like you you don't know somebody from Adam like you you literally just walk into a room and all of a sudden you start talking soccer and you got a bond just like that (laughs) um like having that experience again was was awesome and for it to be in the college environment was awesome um so yeah I'd, I'd probably just say that like that part of just like meeting new and different people from all different backgrounds and walks of life and working with them on a daily basis and just being able to hit it off and, and again have that transition be as seamless as it was and has as it's been um it's been a really cool environment and a cool cool thing to be a part of did you ever see yourself being a coach like as a player um yes because like i actually so my undergrad degree is in Kines from penn state and i went in it in the specific focus for it was fitness studies and that was just the closest thing i could get to like a, a real like kind of coaching major um and what i was trying to do and so yes yeah, so, like i went into that knowing that i wanted to coach and i was choosing it specifically because i wanted to coach um and so yeah so i I feel like, and I, I kind of feel like it stemmed from playing basketball, to be honest. Like, I always saw the field a little bit differently. Um, and side note, that's why I think that's why I am a huge advocate for all types of sports, like play as many sports as possible growing up. I don't think it, you should be one-track-minded growing up in sports. Anyways, rant over. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so yes, I, I think I always kind of looked at the game a little bit differently. Um, and I even caught myself, like, even – toward like right before I um, ended up leaving to go back to school like when I'd be in training at Sky Blue like doing a drill and being like I really like this drill but not from like a player perspective like <laughs> like from a coaching perspective it was really weird it'd be really weird and I was like what is happening right now um so yeah so to answer your question yes I, I definitely did see maybe not when I was super young like when I, if you're asking when I was super young I actually thought I was I used to always say to my mom that I was going to be the first girl in the NBA so that's where my head was at, but. Um, so yeah. okay, well, you're saying that. What, what's what's the jumper like? Oh, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid, actually. <laughs> I I got actually a pretty good euro step, especially if if they're in a two three defense, just splitting the two and then going up for the little layup. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that too. All right. The fact that you just walked us through that tells us that you probably know more basketball than me and Sean do. <laughs> oh well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, no, he's, a, he's a Duke. Man, you can't, I can't oh, no, no, Sean, I, I was a little, little tongue in cheek there. Sean, all he does is tweet about wrestling in this order, Duke basketball, then wrestling, then our podcast. Okay. Our, got it. Is, <laughs> is what Sean tweeted in about okay. that order. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Indiana, man. Like we, we pop out shooting hoops. Like, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just what there we do. It is. There it is. There it is. That's all like I was in first grade and my family moved because of like the basketball coach that had just moved to the town that we were moving in. I had never touched a basketball day in my life. <laughs> True story. But you needed to be there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I ended up playing basketball. Like I, I, I ended up playing, but like, that was like the thing. Like we moved because of this coach. And then like, it was all of a sudden it was like, okay, like, I guess I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> there you go. I do want to kind of get to your rank. Cause we actually, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show, but I'm a big advocate too of the multiple sport thing. And I have kind of thoughts in my head on this, but I'm always interested with this question. What do you think people are missing if they've never played another sport besides soccer when they get to the higher levels? Um, I mean, obviously it depends on the specific player, but just like so much. Just to me specifically, it's like, so I'm speaking from, like I, I played basketball before I started playing soccer. Um, and so 
for me specifically, I think basketball developed helped me develop like my agility side of things and my yep. like my jumping ability and like that. To, and, and I was the point guard, so being able to see the court and like see the entire court and see what the defense is playing. And so like that, all of that, that vision. Um, then obviously those like the agility piece and all that stuff. Like you don't get that just from being one track minded and playing soccer your whole life. Like you can do ladders all you want, but until you put it into a game like scenario and obviously basketball is all agility. Yeah. (laughs) Until you put yourself in that, like you can't mimic that through a ladder, um, through an agility ladder and through a controlled environment. And so, um, to me that like you lose all of that, like, don't get me wrong. There's so many pieces and aspects of soccer, um that goes into being a great soccer player but I think if you ask most of the players at the highest level like they're not going to tell you they got to being the best just by playing soccer um at some point in that time they did something else and that something else helped them get to where they are today yeah no what's the chance of you going to the uh the WNBA (laughs) I used to actually think that I used to think I was going to play for the Liberty I'm not going to (laughs) lie Do you still think that? Uh, no, I do not still think that. Why not? Money wise, I wish I, I, I wish I wouldn't mind doing that. <laughs> um, uh, if the yeah. jumper is what you says is, I mean, ball is life. That never leaves. You. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Um, no, but but yeah, but it's funny. Like I, I like thought, like I had this like little inkling in my head that like, oh, maybe I'll be like a two sport athlete and like play soccer and basketball and that. Okay, like, prime time, Deion Sanders. That went away real fast, though. That went away real, real fast. <laughs> like, real, real fast. And I started seeing, like, the height of the girls in college. And I was like, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no how, no. um, once you got linked up with Auburn, how quickly did you, were you taught of the, uh, the beef with Alabama? Oh, uh, fairly fast. Fairly fast. <laughs> I figured that's, like, um, first day, first thing you're Yeah, you're like, the, like, we have an Iron Bowl trophy, and it's, like, literally you walk through the doors, and it's right there to your right. And, like, we have our own Iron Bowl trophy. So, yeah, so fairly fast because it was also my job to get the Iron Bowl trophy engraved with the results of every – yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, fairly, fairly fast. That definitely – no time was wasted on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like, I, I figure, like, they, you show up that day and they're just like, hi, we're the Tigers and we hate the Christmas time. Like, that's oh, yeah. all oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, speaking of this guy over here. Yeah. Sean at camp, he goes, he goes, I don't even know what we were talking about, but he goes, we're standing. One of our players was from Alabama. Yeah. And this guy, we're standing in a circle with our team and he goes, roll tide. And I was like, are you (laughs) kidding? Like, like, are you kidding right now? Like, that's like the one thing you should not say. (laughs) My, my was ready to throw. (laughs) And what's funny is like the rivalry does like, don't, don't, don't tell anybody this is, uh, this can be our secret, but like the rivalry doesn't even like run that deep with me. Like, like I, I obviously represent it because I have to, but like, I don't quite understand it because like, I've just never, like experience the rivalry so deep, like unless you're like born into something like that or like have a strong tie to it, like I just can't wrap my head around it fully. <laughs> but like then he sat there in that circle, and even I was like, really? <laughs> but like, then that's... I spent the rest of the week like trying to instigate things between her and the Alabama coach, and like yes. they were just so they were so nice to each other. I'm like, this is not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> also, she had gotten there like maybe four days before camp, so she didn't she didn't quite understand it either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You had you did have a heads up on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I think there was a point where I think when I really started it was I think we were like all standing in line for something. 
And I was like, are you two allowed to be this close to each other? Yeah, you did. Because you guys were like maybe like two feet away from each other. Yes. I was like, I don't know if this is correct. <laughs> yes. No one take pictures of this. Oh my goodness. Yes. But so so but to in your thing though, the reason why I did say RT, or I think it was the RTR they use or whatever on their Twitters. I have no um, idea. <laughs> but like most people, like a majority of people that I have met from Alabama mm-hmm. are all Alabama fans. Now, my, my brother-in-law went to Auburn. I have a friend who's a uh, massive Auburn fan whose uh, uncle was one of the top running backs there at one point. Um, so, like, those are the only two people that, like, I know for a fact, like, I need to say, like, War Eagle to. Okay. And so meeting someone who's from Alabama. So you're from Jersey, all right? Jersey, they, <laughs> they don't know about no War Eagles and rolling tides. Yes, like, yes, tides yes. is not what they rolls up in Jersey. No, definitely not. <laughs> so I just went ahead with the assumption Maybe this is the opportunity that I've, I've not had in my lifetime to mm. say roll tied to someone. Mm. Fair enough. Good try. That's a good try. But now knowing that the rivalry doesn't mean anything to you, I'm not upset about it anymore. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I couldn't let you know that in that moment, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you, you covered up fairly, fairly well. Thanks, um, appreciate it. <laughs> what, uh, you know, Nick had mentioned about the things that you're looking forward to the most out of, you know, this, this new coaching journey. And, and you mentioned earlier about, you know, you haven't used the R word yet when it comes to your playing days. Right. But if we were to revisit this episode, you know, let's say three, four or five years from now. Yep. What do you want to be doing? Um, do you want to be playing or do you want to be coaching? Oh, that's hard. Cause like, here's the thing, like in those five years, like I could go play for two years three years and then for those the last two years of those five years i could be coaching so, so do you want me to shorten and say what in the next two years or the next three like oh, what, what may it be i don't know i don't know i don't it's, it's hard either way it's hard because i so like and so is the opportunity i guess is the percentage high to go back and play here's okay i guess here's the best way i can answer your question i was able i had the ability to play in this spring because i was interim assistant for a while mm-hmm. and um because as a graduate assistant, I'm not allowed to actually play in with the girls. Yeah. And so when I was interim system, I was allowed to jump into practice and be a part of it and whatever and help see things, whatever. She's like, I still got um, skills, y'all. <laughs> got to hear with all that. No, but like, here's what I will say. Having that experience, like being able to play in and being in that competitive environment and putting the cleats on and all that stuff, like that fulfilled it for me. Like if I was doing that on a daily basis, like as a coach – um, running the practice and jumping in now and every now and again, like I was good with that. So yeah. I guess that, that kind of answers your question in terms of like, say I like, I get an assistant coaching position somewhere and I have the ability to jump into practice every now and again, when there's a number needed or whatever it is, um, then I'd be good with it. Like, I don't, I don't feel, I won't feel that itch as much. Now, if I'm in a very restricted position and, um, I, I don't have that capability. It might be a little bit different. Um, and I might want that a little bit more. So I guess, um, but yeah, that's the best way I can answer that. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I just figured like the way you were talking about, like, you know, like I'm not saying the R word that there's a part of you that's like, all I gotta do is make a phone call and I'm on a team or like I have the ability like to go try for a team. I mean, yeah. 
That is that's pretty accurate. I mean, when you're yeah. when you led the nation in scoring, oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, that's. Not I would what be I'm calling saying. every team like, do you know what I did my sophomore year? <laughs> While other people were slumping, I was banging the most goals oh, in the nation, homie. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Ask about me. Yeah. Don't check my we don't check my Wikipedia page though. <laughs> it's wild whack, but you know, oh, is what it is. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. What uh, what's something? Yeah, we we kind of asked this about like various people that we've had on the show that do have a, a good history when it comes to playing. But is, is it some? Do you play you yet? Like, do they know like led the nation in scoring, won the World Cup as U twenty most U twenty appearances? Like, is that something that they they know about you? Because obviously, like, you're not going to say that yourself. Right. Like, but you know, is that something they've looked up, or maybe one of the coaches has been like, "Yo, like." So, to my understanding, like, yes. Um, on a general level, yes. Um, they are – like, I know that there are coaches um, or people in the coach – or part of the coaching staff that will scout in the off season. So, as soon as this season – in themselves season ends, and obviously the college season has now started, they will go to games and be scouting, like, the top players around the league. Um, and usually, usually it's like at least schools in the area. It's not, I'm not saying they're going to travel across the country to scout, but yes. And those conversations definitely do happen. They do get the coaches on the phone and say, okay, tell me what this kid's like, what's their history. Um, and I mean, I, I would hope that they're doing a little bit of homework in terms of just like look, doing a quick Google search to see what this kid's stats look like. Um, but I do know. I'm not worried about other kids' stats. I'm talking about, we're talking about you. Do your players know like oh. your history? Uh, no, <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Well, they, they do because my coaching staff likes to like put it out there and, oh, America, okay. and, and yeah, and, and make me all flustered and stuff. Um, but like not because I've told them <laughs> or because like they heard my name and they're like, oh, that's that person. Like, no, not because of that. Mainly because <laughs> of people being like, hey, you need to go look at this. I was like, Google me, clowns. And then, and then usually they go and do that, and then they come back into the office about 20 minutes later, and they're like, what the heck? Why didn't you tell us? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Write it across my forehead? And they're yeah, like, yeah, get a tattoo across your forehead. <laughs> Let the nation in scoring as a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. So that's usually how that conversation goes. Scored a hat trick in my first World Cup game. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how that goes. The bottom part will say, just Google me, clowns. <laughs> Googling. Yeah. Yeah. So But yeah, like for you, like like wh- where do you want it? Like if like you had one thing that you want your players to describe you as going forward, what would that be? One thing that I want my players to describe me as like as their coach? Yeah. Like if you got like after you like if you say you stick with Auburn for a few years or say after that like you complete your masters, you move on, like to another coaching position, like what do you want your players to think of you as? If they, if we were to play word association with them, with them, what would they say about you? Um, I would want them to say. I'm trying to think of like the word that describes this. I might just have to give you the definition, and you guys can come up with the word. Um, Don't ask me to come up with a word because I come up with <laughs> words that aren't in the English dictionary. We, we use his wife Casey for this. For, oh, okay. For okay. Multiple things. Um, let me try and think real quick. Okay, I, I don't know what the word is, but I it would basically the word means that like I would want my players to feel like um they were valued as as a player and as a person because that is the exact reason that um I wanted to get into coaching is because I felt like my coaching staff actually 
valued me more than just being another Jersey number going through the program. Um, they cared about me, um, as more than just a soccer player. They cared about my well being, And to this day, um, I love them to death and they've become family to me. Um, and I think that's also a very, you want them to say that you're personal. There we go. See, I knew you would come up with the word. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, so that is what matters to me. Um, cause at the end of the day, like stats and assists and all whatever, right? Like anybody can help do that. Um, but for them to feel valued and, um, like they are a part of something bigger, um, and that they were actually, their well being was actually cared about and they made a difference. Um, and I made a difference and an impact on them. Like that would be my biggest thing i think i have a feeling that my wife's gonna also listen to this and tell me that that word was incorrect so for the time <laughs> being we're just gonna go with that the, the correct word okay so uh what we as we wrap up here you know soccer chats all about getting coaches connected and you know especially yourself you know getting into coaching now and and you know helping you build your network and we, we've created this this community of, of coaching network um that are all people who are all in this for the same reason wanting to get better. If, if someone was wanting to reach out to you and, and ask you a question, you know, whether it be Twitter or email, how can someone who's listening right now um, get in contact with you? Um, through pretty much any form of social media whatsoever. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I have Twitter. Um, my handle is hazy, H-A-Y-Z-E-E-11. Um, and then I have an Instagram, <laughs> um, which is mhaze. 511 um and then i'm on linkedin as well <laughs> um yeah pretty much any type of social media last question what's favorite up favorite jersey that you've ever worn and played in Ooh, favorite jersey Ooh, i think i would have to like don't i naturally have to say my world cup jersey that i wanted <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. the, the, no others would compare to that. Yeah, I think that's just where that has to go. Except for I mean, everyone I, goals as a sophomore. Well, yeah, but I don't get – I didn't get that actual jersey. I got the jersey my senior year, and I don't know if it was the same jersey. So, Well, Erica, we need to get – we need to get <laughs> – Yeah. Oh, God. Don't Everybody at Penn State, that. please make sure we get the actual uniform to <laughs> score 31 goals in. Because <laughs> oh, if that's not what y'all gave her, like we we about to, I'm about to oh, fly over and fight. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! I will fight for Maya. Oh man, that's that's, awesome. that's my homie right there. All right, so as we get out of here, or go. Ahead, what'd you say, Nick? I was gonna say we're lying, Erica. You seem like a fantastic person. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm we off that. Like we get in this jersey. This oh is God! And oh, I'm not talking to anybody from Penn State until we figure out this jersey. Oh, yes, no. <laughs> Yeah, I hate with all that. That's uh, awesome. Maya, thank you so much for coming on, taking taking time out of your schedule. We know I've, I know you've got camp uh, uh, tomorrow, and building. tomorrow's your first day, right? Yeah. And you don't have to be there till ten o'clock. So yeah, right. yeah, I got some time. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank sure, you so much uh, for having me. No problem. Make sure to tell all the crew down there we said hello, and thank you so much for coming on. And let's do this again in a couple years and see where you're at. Absolutely, I'm definitely down for that. Bring them out, bring them out.
What an interview. Just absolute amazingness. Maya Hayes, go check her out as she's as phenomenal as a player as she is a person. Uh, and she's as phom- phenomenal as a person as she is a player. Uh, so I think she just gained a big fan club uh, from, from coming here on Soccer Chat. Do you want to join the conversation? Join us on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. Just search the hashtag Soccer Chat and you can get involved. It's a Q1A1 ask the questions, answer them. Uh, Nick and I get on there and, and we, we chat with everybody. Big, big uh, shout out to everybody who's, who's been doing those for the last few weeks. We've really grown uh, our Twitter chat. If Nick, if somebody's wanting to, to connect with you on Twitter, how can they do so? Best place to reach me is at Coach N. Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. And we are keeping those DMs open. Like we said, we want to do a soccer chat camp next summer. Right, where Nick and myself come out and maybe we get some other people uh, from soccer chat to, to come out with us and we'll do a, a player's camp and also a coaching clinic for your local coaches. Uh, and, and coach Pete is rich. We need to do the Australia thing. We need to find somebody to sponsor us to go to Australia and, and do some sessions over there. Uh, so all that's all over on Twitter. Big shout out to everybody at social media for the high school athletes. Make sure to check them out. Their website, socialstudentathletes.com. Everybody over at Dutik Brands. Big shout out to our homies over there, dutikbrand.com. Make sure to use the promo code SoccerChat for a sweet discount uh, for all your coaching accessory needs. Shout out to everybody over at Torx, the greatest ball pump of all time. Check them out, T-O-R-R-X, soccer on Twitter. Big shout out to our guys over at Soccer IQ. They are bringing the heat every week. They had an amazing question this week. Uh, if you want to quiz your teams on tactical situations, hit those guys up they have the graphics they have the questions they've got the knowledge and Ellis and all the guys over there are doing an amazing amazing job and just shout out to everybody Nick you want to give your shout out of the week I, I think we had we've missed this the last couple of weeks who are you giving a shout out to oh gosh um I am going to give actually no I, I got mine this week I'm going to give a shout out to the week to my assistant Katie Reese we we had a big campus last weekend she's been working hard she's going through her master's final and she's been doing an awesome job so i'm gonna give it to my assistant katie reese this week there you go nick shout out of the week to his own assistant how incredible is he soccer chat every single week this podcast for you it's for free every single week even the archives go back check them out wherever you're getting your podcast from tune in radio itunes google play stitcher iheart radio spotify wherever you're getting it at make sure to let us know what episodes you're listening to if you're going back in the archives let us know what songs what songs what episodes that you're liking the most and what you're taking the most from the best part about soccer chat is that we get to do this all over again next week he's nick i'm sean nick we'll catch you later see you later brother